When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? Yeah. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names of the artwork, and finally picking out the movie you were going to take home with you. Mm. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your house, but there was something truly special about stepping out at a blockbuster on the way home from the mall, picking a movie out by hand, taking it home to watch. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, two frequent shoppers at Rug Munchers, mm. Sean Pryor <laughs> and AJ Vance. How the heck are you? It's one of the best selections you can find in the area, in, the, really in the Eden Prairie area. Yeah. So. What, do you, what do you think? They sell it rug munchers. Uh, probably uh, vacuum cleaners. Vacuum cleaners. Whoa, you I think, think it's so. Vacuum I um, I, well, and I think their policy is if like, you don't like the rug because they do sell rugs. You know that you can't. You can not. buy rugs. Right. You can right. buy rugs. If you don't like the rug, you can take it back, and they literally have some in the back that eats it for yeah. you. Yeah. Well, touch not unless you be touched. Yeah. Okay. I gotta say, I am. <laughs> this is gonna be tough. I am filled with egg noodles and probably undercooked beef and pork. Sean, do not admit that at the beginning. Tell them how great, like how you're feeling on top of the world. Like, I, they need to watch and listen to this whole thing. It's gonna be rough for me. No, I'm just kidding. You Wait. should tu- continue to tune in to see how Sean evolves through this process. I feel like the heaviest matter in the entire <laughs> world. He feels like the thing. <laughs> okay, boys, I need you to fuck us. Oh. Because on this Focus. episode, oh. we discuss the second movie of the View Askewniverse, which also happens to be the second lowest critically rated movie of the group. The best movie ever made about malls? Mm-hmm. A movie that accidentally picked the wrong London brother for the starring role. Our very first Kevin Smith movie offering. We're, of course, talking about 1995's Mall Rats. We're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. It's early. Way too early for you. You're probably sitting in traffic like me. Why not have your coffee and bacon with the confused breakfast boys? Good morning, boys. Morning. Damn, dang it. Well, if you are new to this podcast, we will be reviewing the movie Mallrats with a modern eye. But in order to do that properly, we feel you have to talk about it nostalgically so that you can then strip it all away. So AJ's going to start. He's going to tell us the first time he saw this movie what his nostalgic rating is. Um, This, I've mentioned this before, Comedy Central. Mm. It was. This, it was, this, this was is a Comedy, comedy Central, Central right. thing. Mall rats. Late nineties. Yes. Yep. Early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Like like yes. Comedy Central movie feature. Like evening movie feature. Um, comedy Central presents yeah. Mall rats. <laughs> and you're just so. 
I didn't understand it. I didn't know. I don't know if I had, I feel like I had probably seen clerks at this point. Um, I didn't really put it all together, but I just started kept, I kept making little connections and kept getting a little bit more and more into the universe. And then slowly, but surely, I think I just realized how much I wanted to be Brody. Yeah. Even though, for, even, you know, you probably don't want to be, I wanted to be the smart guy who was interesting. And I, this is a jacket is from when I was you, in high school. So you bought that jacket in high <laughs> oh, school. Oh yes. It's from old Navy. So you're, you basically did what I did for Slater in days confused. I, I tried to dress like Slater in yeah. high school. You tried to dress like Brody. I tried to dress like Bro- Brody. Cool. This is basically how I would, would have dressed in high school. That, that and that corduroy is, I think there's maybe a sailboat in inside of that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I haven't like seen it yet. If you yeah. stare long enough right here. <laughs> it's a scooter. <laughs> it's a scooter. You idiot. No. Uh, anyways, uh, thought it was hilarious. I, I, It was kind of up there, and it, it piqued my interest as a you know younger high school kid, almost middle school maybe. But yeah, I, you know what? I'll give this nostalgically. I'm going to give it a, a 7.9. 7.9er, how about the Shauner? Uh, Yeah, I came to this movie kind of late. I definitely watched Clerks um, before this and a lot of other Kevin Smith movies like Dogma and stuff. And then I just got to this randomly because I heard it was good. But I I don't know. I think the aesthetic of it, like the comic book aesthetic, was just wasn't like I wasn't into that at the time. Um, And then I just finally watched it and it was like, oh, well, this is just pure, pure fun. But back then I'd probably have to say, I don't know, maybe a – I'm gonna go six point five. Six point five. I yeah. I so I saw this right when it came out. I would nice. have been thirteen, fourteen years old, okay. and it just it was. I was too young for it. Like I was just slightly too young to get what was happening. So it was like, oh yeah, this is funny. Like they're running through a mall, and mm-hmm. I like malls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. So I nostalgically, like I saw this and then sort of gave up on it, mm. uh, and then came back to it later on and said, oh, I get this. I had not seen Clerks at this point. I'm okay. just like, what. What is this? Yeah. I don't understand what this movie is. So uh, probably a five for me, nostalgically. Uh, We have a brand new executive producer. His name is Starling. Welcome to the team, Starling. Thanks, man. He is our newest executive producer, and he's talking about this episode nostalgically. He says, gentlemen, first of all, I cannot believe you're actually reviewing the movie Mallrats. Not because it's not worthy, but this means someone on this panel of illustrious gentlemen remembers loving this movie as much as I used to. I did not find this movie through the love of clerks like others. I was a teen who went from watching Saved by the Bell who graduated to 90210, but when Shannon Doherty left, so did I. This was her first big project after that, and I was in. On another podcast, you can argue that Renee is just a Jersey version of Brenda Walsh, but I loved this movie at the time. In college, I became the film committee chairman and wielded what little power I had to host a three-movie event called Gen Extra. Wow. With an X, with an X. I like it. Weekend, so Gen Extra Weekend on Campus. I did this to bring my favorite movie of that time, Empire Records, onto the silver screen, and I packaged it with Mallrats and Chasing Amy, wow. starring Gwen from Mallrats. Nostalgically, Mallrats was a solid eight for me at the time. So, guys, nostalgic rating for us is a 6.85, which is pretty low. It's not too bad. It's actually tied with Explorers of any movie that oh, we've Wow. Really? Uh, nostalgic rating, just right there. It's okay. number 50, roughly, on And that was I've Never Seen, right? That was an I've Never Seen, correct. Right. Okay. So so then never mind. So then the next <laughs> closest one being Karate Kid. Let's put it that okay. way. Okay. All right. I think I was a 10 on Karate Kid, and you guys were like fours. So that's yeah. why that rating is so low. Yeah. <laughs> 
So in order to strip away this nostalgia now, we got to talk about the portent, it, portent, impertinent details Good. of the movie. That's what it is now. <laughs> Sean, that's your job. Tell us everything you know, man. All right. This is what I know because I found this out. Produced by Sean Daniel, James Jacks, and Scott Mosier. Cinematography by David Klein. He also he worked with Kevin Smith a lot. He also did Red State, which is great. Uh, Cop Out, which is not so great. Uh, Clerks, and he's done some episodes of The Mandalorian. Edited by Paul Dixon, uh, who also edited Angels in the Outfield, which we oh. probably will cover. <laughs> he see, he's changing it. He always uh, says will, and now all of a sudden he's going probably. Probably. You know, it, because when, like, <laughs> legal, the, legal action. I, I put yeah. the exclamation in will most of the times because it's usually like a movie. I'm like, I, we have to, or else I will leave the show. Right. We can go without. <laughs> we can. Angels in the Outfield. I don't know. Maybe one of our producers will pick it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Patreon's yeah. probably going to have a summer baseball vote at some point Ooh. this year, so maybe they'll pick it. There's a problem. Okay. That's the There's problem. There's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Music by Ira Newborn and written and directed by Kevin Smith. Cast, Shannon Doherty, Jeremy London, Jason Lee, Claire Forlani, Ben Affleck, Joey Lauren Adams, Renee Humphrey, Ethan Supley, Priscilla Barnes, Michael Rooker, Jason Muse, and Stan Lee. After, su- after the surprise smash success of Clerks, producer James Jacks approached Kevin Smith and producing partner Scott Mosier about making their second feature for Universal Pictures. Big jump. Smith got to writing and Mallrats was a product. So James Jacks um, produced, I think he produced along with Sean Daniels or Sean Daniel, um, Days of Confused and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Right. Like it was just like all of that team. And as we'll get to uh, the casting, the casting director. Same same one from Days of Confused, Same one from right? Days of Confused and Fast Times. Oh, there you go. So that's why you see a lot of familiar faces in this from Days of Confused. Uh, Adam Sandler and Steve Zahn were almost cast as Brody, but professional skateboarder Jason Lee came in and charmed everybody with his very specific line delivery. The studio did not want Jason Muse for the role of Jay at all. Kind of a, um, oh my God, uh, from Dumb and Dumber. Harry, Jeff Daniels, Jeff Daniels, kind of a kind of that situation. Can you explain this to me though? I read that and I don't understand it because he was in Clerks. Yeah, I know. And so this is the same. It's it's moving. I mean, we're having some of the same characters here. So why why were they like, oh yeah, we're just going to take that guy out of it and replace it with someone it's else? Because of big studios involved now. That Clerks was a, a independent hit. So they're like, oh, people won't remember. Exactly. So in. Uh. They're just like, so we, we need a name. We need a name for this funny character. So uh, I think it was, yes, uh, S- Seth Green and Steve, uh, Steve Zahn. Zahn. Oh, duh. Steve saying? Zahn. Uh, they, were, they were like, well, Seth Green in particular were like on backup, like on call, like the situation with Jeff Daniels. They had just a com- right. random comedian on call if, if nothing worked out. But um, Kevin Smith did not back down and was like, no, said no, Jay is Jay. What, and, and what a move, too, because that, I don't know, for, for many people that saw Mallrats, like Jay and Silent Bob were like, the oh, okay. it's it's it. Yeah. It's so, and then that went on to create the other movies. And mm-hmm. so it's like, well, if that were Seth Green, that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. No. I guess in my opinion, I love Seth Green, but it just wouldn't have well, yeah, it was. I think it was actually Seth Green and Brecken Meyer were okay. were on call for that, uh-huh. and they both went on to do Robot Chicken. Okay, which is true. kind of fun. Yeah, great. Mallrats was filmed in Minnesota at the Eden Prairie Mall. Smith wanted to film in his home state of New Jersey, but for tax incentive purposes, Universal wanted to move the production to Minnesota. The crew got the rights to film at the mall for ten thousand dollars because just down the street. The Mall of America has just opened. <laughs> also down the street was the Coen Brothers making the film Fargo. Wow, yeah, kind of fun. Well, good the, company. The film was released yeah. on October twentieth, nineteen ninety five, and on a budget of six point one million dollars, the film only made two point one million dollars. 
as we will find out next in this next segment, the film was not received well at all, and that really messed with getting asses in the seats to see the damn thing. Over the years, Mallrats has gone on to be certified cult classic and has gained its audience 28 years later. Well, we know you got that friend who loves this movie just as much as you do. Maybe a brother, sister, a buddy that you usually always watch that with. Share this episode with them. Hit that icon on your podcast app directly. Text this episode over to them. Say, listen to it. Confused Breakfast is awesome. That is one of the best ways you can support this podcast. Check out everything you need to know from us, confusedbreakfast.com. We got ratings on there, t-shirts, stickers, mugs, all that. And if you are caught up and you're trying to find that way to support this podcast, that is always free. This will be free forever. All this content. If you want to support us, you go to patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast. Join over 200 other people, the, basically the smartest people in the world, the well, coolest yeah. people in the world. Essentially. Yeah, they, they've got ba- they've got weekly bonus audio content there. There's voting on upcoming movies. There's a private Discord server, all that stuff. Go that. Sign up. Patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast. Thank oh. you all to have, that have yeah. done that already. Thank Indeed. you so much. It's literally the best thing in the world. We love you. Mm. And up next, we got AJ, who did the research for us. He gets us the, the ratings, the reviews, all that from critics and fans alike. What do you got on this one, man? The kid is back on the escalator again. <laughs> the tomato meter. <laughs> Gross. The mother has to deal with a bloodbath. <laughs> 57% of the tomato meter. Oh, no. 57 splat. So that's number 60 on the list of all movies we have done. It is tied with the cutting edge and Top Gun, wow! Okay. Crit- critically, critically, the, Top Gun. Like critics were like, I don't get it. How <laughs> did they that? get that remake? Kevin Smith should have been <laughs> proud. Then he's like, Hey, my my film is just as good as Top Gun. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have anybody shirtless like that. Yeah, so. but then he's also like, It's also just as good as the Cutting Edge. Well, uh, and I do like hockey. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, 82% from uh, audiences, they disagreed with uh, with the critics. You said and 82%? 82%, oh, so pretty well received. 7.0 on IMDb. <laughs> it seems like a pretty good movie. <laughs> As In case you're new to the podcast, pretty much every movie is rated a 7.0 on IMDb, <laughs> and so we created that soundbite on the last time. This is the 12th movie that we have done that is rated 7.0 on IMDb. That is 13% of every movie we have done is ranked 7.0. 7.0. Maybe we should start doing good movies. I don't I guess. These are good. (laughs) No, they are. (laughs) No, that's why we're here. We're here to dispel that bullshit information. That's right. Well, uh, San Francisco Chronicle, Peter Stack, 50 out of 100. Uh, He said a couple of things here. Uh, a couple of excerpts strange through buckets of verbiage and muddled plot to seize only a few dopey laughs. Uh, plot elements sputter out amid all the chit chat and half baked gags. Overall, though, moviegoers can find much better deals than mall rats. Oh, I get it. It's like shopping. You got it. <laughs> Love this made of commerce in the mornings. I made a mall reference to mall rats. That's really great. Because I'm a critic who Peter writes Stack. things. Yeah, why don't you go stack some blocks again, Peter? St- I don't know. Uh, oh, no. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Glo- we, had we had it. It was going so <laughs> well. Hey, Jay, you, you fuck. We're on a roll, man. You, the Globe and Mail, Liam Lacey, 38 uh, out of a hundy. Uh, talky, crude, and sexist. Mall Rats is significantly less funny. Uh, a, a flatulent sequel to the director's small start. Flatulent. Uh, <laughs> flatulent. <laughs> Your movie is flatulent. 
That good? Your movie is the equivalent of a fart. (laughs) All right. It's funny. (laughs) It's always funny, in fact. Never gets old. My six month old daughter farted the other day. I was like, this is the funniest moment of my entire life. hilarious. I met, I met, AJ's well, son last night, Harrison, he farted in my arms. Yeah. He's the most proud I've ever been. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a heartwarming and lap warming moment yes. for us, you know. So hearts <laughs> uh, are funny. Los Angeles Times, Kenneth Duran, ten out of a hundred. Wow. Just say one out of ten. Um <laughs> Why, why we got to do this? Um, Wait, no. This is 100 out of 1,000. This is 100 out of This is my scale. Remember, I'm the professional. Yeah. I give this movie 1,000 out of 10,000. Yeah. So. No, yeah, I give this a million out of 100 million. A million out of a billion. Dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> I give it a million out we of a billion. We can keep going. We can go all day, I think. I give this one out of pie. <laughs> I give this a baby fart out of infinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out of the galaxy. <laughs> baby fart to compare to the sun. I don't know. What, it's all gas. <laughs> God damn. I got deep. Hey, I'd like to welcome anyone here that's that's here from TikTok. Our our shadow man is complete. And We're out good. of jail. We're, We're out, out of shadow jail. man jail six months later. Now, all of a sudden, everybody likes us again. Yeah. It's and more or less the, how we got this audience. So we're stoked to be back. Welcome new people and keep listening, I swear. <laughs> like we said. Um, <laughs> so, Kenneth Turin, uh, a million out of a billion. Lots of times. <laughs> A numbing, a dispiriting experience aimed at the least discriminating parts of the teenage audience. Great. Okay. Um, Are there any good reviews? Yeah, I'm okay. going to get to them. Um, <laughs> let me give you a couple. So here's a 10 out of 10. Um, this is <laughs> this is a really great movie, period. One of my favorites. This is a 10 out of 10. Okay. Uh, from Scooby17. Scooby! In 1998. <laughs> Scooby! Scooby! <laughs> You ever see, see a little dog see around little here? Dog. That was really quick. <laughs> Thank you. This is the best movie ever made. It is funny and compassionate. Comedy, and in its own way, a true love story. Sequel to Clerks and Chasing Amy, a must-see movie. Smiley face. <laughs> Wait, sequel to Clerks? and Sequel to Clerks and Chasing Amy? Yeah, some people, that's Chasing what Amy's said. after. Uh, in yeah. the universe, it could be... Oh, I see. It could be mixed up. Yeah. You know okay, I mean? got you. But if you're talking about straight out of the gates, right. like time-wise, Ball Rats was before Chasing Amy. Yes. Right. So this guy's an idiot. Okay. Y- y- you, you got it. Gotcha. <laughs> um, Rocky Pete gave it a 10 out of 10. He said it was a great review. He, he, he complimented his own review and said, <laughs> great review <laughs> as the title. Must read. <laughs> Top two shit. <laughs> this is one of the funniest movies I have ever seen. I feel that actor Jason Lee steals the show in this movie. Yeah. He is one of my favorite young actors. <laughs> when was this written? 1998. Oh, okay, right. Good. Cool. I thought this was like last year. <laughs> like last year? <laughs> I think he's a real up and comer. <laughs> What's them all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. I got this. Is, um, okay. I, I want to do this because this is a one out of 10 horse dung, said Ernie Munger. In 2006, <laughs> boring, stupid, and not remotely funny, U.S. teen, dung. <laughs> it's hard to believe that Kevin Smith was hailed as indie, as an indie director, unless this, the etiquette applies exclusively to films that make a point of scraping the bottom of the barrel. 
The Weinsteins certainly deserve Guantanamo for hyping this sort of self-indulging <laughs> manure. And the IMDb rating for this anal regressive bomb would seem to indicate that a long, dry fart in a mall would do more for most American publics. If anything, Smith is the Osama bin Laden of film. Run for cover. Wow. I feel like I feel like with all the, like the dung and poop references and yeah. fart references, a person named Ernie Munger probably <laughs> yeah. works a lot with shit. Yeah. Like he works at a sanitation plant or something. Yeah. Right next to Felix Unger. Yeah. Um <laughs> curmudgeon. Okay. Ten out of ten. Last one for you guys. Better than bad. It's good. It's oh. a ten out of ten. Ninety-nine. In 99, uh, Matt23, real original, uh, said this, My God, what a cool movie. I guess the best way I can describe it would be almost on par with Wayne's World. Funnier than Wayne's World, too. Okay. But the movies have only the slightest similarities. The story in Mallrats is a little less inane, and the characters really are characters. Technically, it's a better movie. But as a result, it sacrifices some of that gloriously inane humor that it could easily have had. Still, I give it a 9. No, you gave it a 10 out of 10. <laughs> it, it, oh, yeah, I forgot. It made me laugh, cry, and hurl. I'll never shake hands with anyone ever again. <laughs> and that's about all you could ever ask for. Oh, thought I should just mention the dialogue. Damn, it was good. Laconic, hilarious, right on the frickin' market, my friend. See it. And also, go see Clerks, Chasing Amy, and Dogma. Lacaic? I want to see... Laconic? Iconic? Nope. Laconic, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to look that one up. Yeah, we'll look that up. I promise. So, so yeah, he laughed, cried, and hurled during this movie. Cool. He cried. Good job. All right. Matt? Right, Matt, twenty three, twenty three, graduated high school in twenty three. Congrats, Matt! <laughs> you Before did we get started on the scene by scene breakdown of this amazing movie, it's time to talk about our friends and incredible sponsor and supporter of this podcast, Cedar Ridge Whiskey. Oh. Mm. We talk a lot about the bourbon, the single malt, the Slipknot collaboration. Fuck yeah, dude! Six 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 five 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 one five. I just got I, don't know, I just got Iowa on vinyl, and I'm stoked. I'm stoked about it. But we do not talk as much about their rye. I'm sorry. I am a rye guy for sure. Kind of wish my name was Ryan. No. Just keep going. (laughs) Bourbon is all the rage in the world, but I think too many people are sleeping on rye. I love the spiciness of Cedar Ridge's straight rye. 86% proof, aged a minimum of three years. It's won multiple awards over the years, and I think you guys should try it if you like. A little bit more burn. In the in the whiskey, you know, I just want to switch up your old fashioned a little bit. Yeah, right. Cedar Ridge Rye. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Do you know how you spell it? R Y E N. Yeah, of course. Uh, so hey, <laughs> it's not funny. Thanks, we want I you guys. It. We want you guys to head straight to your liquor store to buy it. If they don't have it, yell at them for being stupid. But then say you're sorry. Politely leave. Head straight to a computer to type in Cedar Ridge Whiskey, cedarridgewhiskey.com, and order it right straight to your door. Stop by their website. Add them on social media. Say hello. Tell them Confused Breakfast sent you. Stop out and see them in Swisher. I mean, you have to grab a bottle of this. Trust us. It's the best. Drink responsibly. Cedarridgewhiskey.com. 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 That's a big glass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because you put ginger ale in there. Cool. Well, boys, our girlfriends just dumped us. Damn it. And our lives are in shambles. 
it's time to turn off the video game and jump into our station wagon and head to the mall to win them back because it's mall or nothing. Snoochie boochies. Snoochie boochies. Here we go. So T.S. Quint arrives at his girlfriend Brandy's house to pick her up for a trip to Florida. She meets him in the driveway and tells him she won't be able to go, which ends in a serious argument. Meanwhile, in the basement of his mom's house, T.S.'s best friend Brody is woken by his girlfriend Renee, who breaks up with him. T.S. goes to Brody's house and they decide to go to the local mall and hang out. The hell of a speech to open up with. I, but I love opening up with this. It's just like, what the fuck movie is this? And then credits. And you're like, did did we actually like? Oh shoot, did I start it at the wrong point? Right. Am I in the at the end of the movie? No, it's the beginning. And this is the the airplane story that he tells later. I think so. No, no, it's a different story. It's a different one. Yes. Okay. Two different random stories about his uncle. I, I think, love right? them. They're they're super fun. <laughs> but, cousin, cousin Walt or something like yeah. that is what a cat. I I just. I don't know. My cousin was a weird guy. <laughs> yeah. And then that's it. Opening credits. Well, and then they start with, this is how you know this movie is 90s. Like, peak, mid-90s, where it's just like, here's a really shitty band that you've never heard of that's playing edgy punk music, yeah. but it's like kind of poppy because that's kind of cool right now. Yeah. And you'll never hear from them again because this song is terrible. Here's a bunch of shit on the screen. Get through the credits. Yeah. It's basically Biodome's. Intro. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. I I that's the one thing I hate about going back through these nineties movies is just they don't they don't care at all sometimes when it comes to soundtracks. It's like nineties movies. Yeah. It's like an unrefined like what what they started doing for teen movies like American Pie. Yes. It's like an yeah. unrefined version of that. This is like the precursor. That is a great way to put it because like American the American Pie nailed the soundtrack. Right. But like this is like meh. whatever Who music wa- music wise for sure I agree with you but I was gonna say in in your uh, um, nostalgic re- like your ramblings about your nostalgic watch of this yes um, that this is like the refined American Pie this movie Kay. because like oh. as soon as like they start talking it's very intellectual yeah there's a lot of big words um, and that's I, true I I really love the dialogue a lot and you know sometimes the way it's delivered you can see especially with I think it's Jeremy London. This is this uh, is Jeremy, this Jeremy, is Jeremy London. London. Very very hard to decipher. Yeah, uh, between They're twins. this and Jason. Um, but yeah, it's it, you can you can kind of see him slip up here and there just because you know it's it's a lot of dialogue and it's a lot to get through. And because he's the lesser actor of the right. Team. It's, yes, it's funny. Well, and just my last thing on that little intro is like they tell the story. He they do this wild intro stuff and show the stores and do all the stuff on the. It's like a palate cleanser. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. It's like running your hand down the piano board <laughs> to just clear out whatever you had in your head, and you're just like, okay, I could just start fresh now. Let's now we've got a movie and let's watch him drive up and everything. Yeah, Jeremy London though is one of those things. One of those people like he was supposed to be the actor of the two, and I think Jason London got the first part and probably did more stuff yeah so 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 because jason jason's it, it dazing infused mm-hmm. and our upcoming out cold mm-hmm. he, right that so was that jason, is jason. That okay. is jason. That's jason. It's clearly a better actor in my opinion like that is one of the things that sticks with me in this movie is jeremy's probably the worst actor of this entire movie yeah in my in my opinion yeah and it's you know it's not really knocking he does the job I think he gets he does, it done. I think he does it. There's a lot to handle, or like like, like I said, a lot of dialogue, a lot of kind of more intelligent, while also being slapstick farty 
yeah. dialogue. You know, it's it probably pretty hard to do a lot of kind of long takes as well. Um, so he does service it, but he, you can tell you can tell like the way he's delivering it. It's just not quite as good as anybody. And his else. physical presence too. Like I am a terrible actor. If you if you were to be like, okay, that let's get Mike in my, like I would be him. Where I would just I would like almost be trying. You know what the You're he breaks to. he breaks up with yeah. um, uh, Brandy or is a Brandy? Yeah. Breaks up with uh, Brandon, yes. yes, and and he like she goes inside and he just goes, ah! like he does this weird yeah. physical movement that you would never do in real life, but but he thought it was needed for the to show how angry he was. Yeah, and that's how I would act, and I know I'm not a good actor, so I can <laughs> I can recognize my good my own kind essentially. Yeah. I, I I agree with you. There's just it's just motions that just aren't natural, and even some and he has a tough time. I think maybe delivering some of this Kevin Smith dialogue. Correct. A lot of these things, you almost just wish it was just Jason Mewes saying again. Yeah, because yeah. he, Jason Mewes doesn't come across as like a smart person or character in these movies, right? But he, his way of delivering dialogue is one of my favorite parts of this. It's so, then, it's so his own. Yeah, you know, a hundred percent. And I, I can't imagine anybody else doing. Sorry. No, you're good. It, I, I agree with you. And Jason Lee, I think, also does a good job of delivering lines. Um, Yes, for, he, for the most part, he's the he's the best. I think at delivering lines. I couldn't believe this was his first role. Incredible. Yeah, he like I think he just retired from. He was professional skateboarder. Professional pro skateboarder. skateboarder. Who the fuck I, do that? I got the Crazy. arrow the arrow release of uh, the Blu-ray of this for Christmas. Um, and going through all the special features, it's it's a great release. Go get it if you don't have it. Um, but. He was kind of describing, he's like, or Kevin Smith was describing, he's like, yeah, this kid came in, he was uh, ex professional skateboarder, retired professional, and I'm like, retired professional skateboarder, is he like fucking 52 years old? <laughs> no. And he like came in and he started doing the lines, and he said that he was just, he just charmed everybody in the room, and he's like, I have to give it to this guy. Well, did yeah. you hear this? So, so casting director Don Phillips at, um, was asked if he'd do a favor for talent manager Gay Rabisi who is the mother right. to Giovanni yes. Ribisi. The ah. request involved meeting the boyfriend of Marissa Ribisi, dazed and confused, yep. boy, I love the redheads, Yeah, meeting Marissa Ribisi's boyfriend who had just retired from professional skateboarding to act. Boyfriend turned out to be Jason Lee. Oh, my gosh. And there it was. Like, he literally walked in and was like, yeah, that's me. Well, that's it's a borderline it's, another Matthew McConaughey story. Exactly. Yes. I was just going to say, yeah. Don Phillips has this way with, like, kind of non-actors to just – he just sees this character in people. He's like, you, yeah. you are perfect for this. Yeah. I, I like to think that Don Phillips saw uh, Jeremy London and was like, Jason, got a movie for us. I think we should come on in. And, and, and Jerry was just, he was just too nice yes. of a guy to be yes, like, I oh, yeah, I am. I am Jason London. Why are you moving like that? Did Seems you just awkward. Watch, did you watch Days and Confused and you saw the guy touch his face all yeah, the time? Yeah. Do you think that's acting? That's I love good. that movie. I love your work in that. <laughs> he, just, he just wrote his name down on the call sheet as Jay London. Yeah, Jay London. It was like, oh, yeah, we'll get him back in on this. I had a thought too watching this about Jason Lee, like how he was like the original Ryan Reynolds kind of in a way where he's like this very smart, fast talking, knowledgeable person right. that he just never, he did. This is pre Ryan Reynolds. He just didn't kind of take that same trajectory. I yeah. mean, Jason Lee did a lot of great stuff, um, but he never went to the Ryan Reynolds acclaim, but mm -hmm. they're, they're kind of like the same guy, just different generations. I see yeah. that. Yeah. It's like a, like a less refined, whatever, Ryan Reynolds is doing or was doing. Yeah. You know, you're right, 100%. I love Michael Rooker in this so much. Um, you know, Walking Dead fame, but they, uh, Don Phillips, or no, James Jacks had just produced um, 
Tombstone and was on set with Michael Rooker, who has a small part in that. And while casting, he's like, oh, I have a friend, Michael Rooker, uh, who might want to play this role. And Kevin Smith's like, Henry from Henry Portrait for the Serial Killer, which is an awesome horror movie. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'll take him. And so he's to dis- differentiate from like all of his other characters, he's kind of got like uh, curly hair in a lot of his other movies. Um, he shaved his head bald and then he looked like Lex Luthor. <laughs> And he's like, yeah. oh, well, perfect. That fits this comic book aesthetic perfectly. You're in the movie. I love him in this. And his, his opening scene is yeah. him coming out of the shower and doing t- karate in the room. <laughs> I do the I same thing. I think you see a little tip of dong in there, too. Think I, think, so? I think you see a little tip hanging down. You think, because uh, I like that he comes out. It's like, is your dad in there? Or your father in there? And and then it, it cuts to him doing that, and he does like the punching and karate and stuff. And then she's like, "You're just being such an ass." And it cuts back to him, and the <laughs> tail falls off. You see his ass. I, I do I the same it. thing when I get a shower, but I don't look like a, a you know, a, a man that's like a slimy, weird, bald man. I look like an oaf who's filled with soup. <laughs> you don't look. You don't look like you are <laughs> filled with. Soup. Yeah. You don't. You don't look like a, a well-fed man who just got out of the Matrix pod. You look like. <laughs> yeah. You. You, uh, you look like an oaf filled with soup. <laughs> you look like an oaf filled with soup. I love going back in time when video games were a thing, and then seeing how much graphics have changed in video games from then to now. But, you know, as much as that has changed in the video game world from 95 till now, yeah. there is still boys getting dumped by girlfriends for playing too much video games. Oh, yeah. It is still a thing. Games. It will never go away. And it's, you no. cannot well, give it up. 12 to 2 is the score on this. <laughs> I, I, I love the, that. The whale only beats the Oilers <laughs> once or twice in a generation. The whale? The whale? <laughs> <laughs> I love that because... You promise it's like you promised me breakfast. It's like it's twelve to two in the second. This never happens. It's like you're controlling it. It's like, and instead of being like, "Oh, this will be a blowout. That's awesome." No, you you have to keep you going. Have to keep going. <laughs> you have to finish this game. Did you? You know, is that one of those things? I can't remember uh, on Sega or I don't know for so that game. I looked, and, and, and I can you save? Up. I looked it up. They're talking that that game is not from Sega. Somebody said there's no definitive answer on this. Okay, it's supposed to be a Sega game, but it's. Somebody said it was actually maybe Sega Saturn, mm. that that it was like an upcoming graphic game that had not been released yet, gotcha. but it was pinned as like a Sega Genesis game. So who knows? Okay. I don't think you could save many of those games. Yeah. He clearly did something. He started in the middle of the game. Right. He, so he, something was paused or saved. You just leave it on pause. I mean, that's what we would do yeah. when we could. Yeah. You know, my dad my dad wanted to like watch something, so we'd just turn it off of Channel 3 or yep. whatever. Yep, mm-hmm. leave it paused. And then you leave it paused, and you just hope nothing bumps or touches that <laughs> that system that's what you do <laughs> i love he's got a tremors poster in yeah. his room uh yeah his room is badass this i, I thought that was gonna be your prop man oh i can get that in this <laughs> this room like is very very much it's got some very similar features to like when i when i was in like high school and stuff because it has my room had like three walls that were wood panel and then one wall that was just a big cork board down in the base and it was down in the basement it was all cork so you could put like pins into it and stuff like that and hang posters really easily. Um, speaking of hanging things, any prop? Oh yeah, you want that? Yeah. Ooh, here's a prop. I want the framed breakup. No, that's, oh, what I that's what I was gonna do. That's not cool, man. I'm sorry. I was letting your stupid speech get done so that I could hit the button. I know. God, I want, I want to sign a Bob's helmet, Batman helmet. Oh dang, that's a good one. 
Mike wants the <laughs> All right. finger vibrator thing. I kind of did. <laughs> I kind of thought that'd be cool. You want the chocolate pretzel? I kind of wanted that too. <laughs> I actually, I want. We'll get we'll get to it later and talk about it more. But I want the 3D magic eye with the sailboat. The oh, nice. the 3D nice. magic eye. We'll, we'll talk more about that later for well sure. Well played. Yeah. Well played. Absolutely. What do you guys think about Shannon Doherty in this? She's good. Well, because she's, well, think <laughs> about, about it. it. She's <laughs> essentially, I didn't realize this at the time, but she's the main attraction. She's yeah. kind of a big, she's, she's a big star right look, now. Look at, front and center on the poster that's and what everything. I'm saying. She's right. She's literally, she's not even a main character, really. But she's just like, bam, her face is on the poster. And then it goes back yeah. to like Brody and TS. And then it goes back even further to Jay and Silent Bob. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of unique because if you think about what her career was, she was on 90210, which she had just left in like late 94. And and then this was her first big role. Mm-hmm. And okay. sometimes I think she's great. Uh, I really like her delivery of this super serious speech as she's like yeah. moving a desk to, to climb out of the basement. <laughs> I know it's a really cool juxtaposition there. I like when she's really yelling at him, but then it sometimes it's just kind of like, mm, yeah, okay, you're okay. Yeah, you came from a, an okay television acting role kind of a thing, right? To to the big leagues. Ugh, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. She 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 services it kind of like Jeremy London does. You yeah. know, it's it's a it's a good role, and I I read like and the reason like she changes her outfits so much in the movies because one of her <laughs> clauses in her her contract was she could keep every bit of clothing that she got from the movie. Oh really? And so she changed all the time, and As if she like, didn't have a lot of money. Yeah, and what so that hell? was like her thing, I guess. She's gonna sell it on eBay. I don't know. Coming up later on, <laughs> you know, that's just it's what coming it, up. Yeah, this internet boom is gonna happen. <laughs> I love. <laughs> I like when they the the friends get together, Brody and uh, TS. Um, I I like their dialogue. I think they're great. The, the chemistry is amazing. I like them as friends a lot, and I love how he was going to propose to her at the Jaws ride. Right, <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. The, what the I just I thought you were gonna. I did it. I did it in a parking lot in Cedar Rapids, uh, Iowa. I thought it's what you were gonna do, man. <laughs> I should have watched this movie before I did it. You're engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. What's all this one in a million talk? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, we got Cheers. there. We got all, there. Right. all right. Hey, Chon's engaged. Hey. Actually, yeah, but you're like your <laughs> fiance would have been talk. like, what the fuck? It getting yeah. getting engaged in the Jaws ride, but we're like, that's the most romantic thing I've that ever heard. Is awesome. Thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Well, wish I was proposing to you, <laughs> yeah. dude. You're right. I do. I do buy their friendship, though. Yeah. Like I do buy that they are actually having the dialogue that two friends would have. Yeah, and that's maybe a Kevin Smith thing is that he does write that. that that's what the appeal to him is. Like sometimes the words that are being said is like that's what that's what me and my friends how we would have talked to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, like intellectual dummies. Yeah, is kind of how I see it. You're, you're the you're the master of your domain, and I think I think that's what Kevin Smith does so well is create this, uh, like, Brody is the master of his domain, even though he's, it doesn't matter to probably anybody else, right? But he's, he's everybody knows him at the mall. He's got all of his comic books and his vinyl and his video games and stuff like that downstairs. Like, he's the master of, of his little world. And Kevin Smith strikes me as that same person. Definitely. And I think that, that that's, he writes that stuff so well and that he writes that dialogue that you... You always think that you say smarter things with your friends. Yes. And that's yes. why people always say, we should just have like our own TV show. <laughs> we should <laughs> do start a podcast. <laughs> no, it'd be great. Like pe- people will probably just Dude. tune in and just basically listen to us do inside jokes all yeah. the time. Yeah. 
This will be awesome. Man, you know, traffic was kind of weird today. I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't find a party spot what? getting here. Damn. Yeah. Here's a joke. <laughs> I'm Sean. <laughs> Judy. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't know. I think he does this so well, and um, and that's why I tune in for Kevin Smith movie at, at any point is his dialogue. I don't know how much we've talked about that yet, but that's why I tune in for Kevin Smith. Definitely. Well, scene two, T.S. and Brody arrive at the mall and find out that Brandy's father is going to be recording his TV dating show there today. They decide to sabotage the event and enlist the help of the mall's resident troublemakers, Jay and Silent Bob. Though they draw up the intricate blueprinted plans for their missions, they're thwarted every time by mall cop Lefleurs. You guys remember, going to malls was the solution to problems and also a place to shop. And a place to hang out. Every mm-hmm. it was everything. It yeah. was everything. What what are so Sean? I do want to ask you this. If you think about movies that were in malls, this one's going to be at the top of a lot of people's list. But can you think of a couple other good ones? I got a list of like maybe my top seven, eight mall movies, kind of a thing. There's I can only think of like scenes, and the, there are movies that we've covered: Terminator Two and yep. Billy Jean. Um, I can't really think of movies. Basically, base entirely at a mall. There's one you're forgetting, and you're going to be like, ah, when I say it, I'll leave it for last. Okay. Jackie Brown does have a oh, lot sure. of mall scenes there. Sure. T2, definitely Fast Times, obviously. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill and Ted's, the, the mall scene in Bill and Ted's is one of the best. Yeah. Bad Santa, obviously. I think overall, Mall Rats is either number one or number two because of it has the majority of it in a mall. Uh, but the other one being Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the it's Dead. It's literally almost 90% of the movie is is in a mall. And yeah. many people would flip those two maybe and say Dawn of the Dead's the number one mall movie. Yeah, probably. It, yeah, it, you know, that's what that movie's about is the commercialism and, yeah. and just us being zombies to commercialism pretty much. Don't forget, I mean, it's certainly, uh, we don't want to, I mean, I know it's a little out of our realm, but who could forget Paul Blart? Oh I my mean, God. Yeah. Great. It's just... And Paul Blart too. What well, you know? There's two of them. There's <laughs> why aren't they on that list? Is beyond me. Paul Blart got a sequel, and Mall Rats didn't, guys. Well, they're working on a Mall Rats. Well, okay, sequel. all right, great. <laughs> they, what? They're taking their time on it. They're not just shitting one out. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're not just blarting one out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? What in the world is on Brody's shirt? I got it. But I, I'm gonna tell me what. Tell me what it is, and then I want to. I want to rebuttal it. Tell us what I've you think heard. It is. Because it looks like an album cover. It looks like a refused album cover. No, it it looks like a Ben Harper a- album cover. It looks oh. like Ben Harper's face, the singer. Mm. Yeah. Which is what I've always thought it was until you're going to say what you Apparently, said. Apparently, it's an amalgamation of all of the actors who auditioned to play Brody. And but, it's like, what? But yeah, but how how is that a thing? Like, I, I've never heard that confirmed. I've heard that rumor. Yeah. But like, how did they go? Okay, hey wardrobe, get on your get on your Photoshop machine and yeah. take all these faces and make it go burp and then make a face and print it out. Isn't that because like yeah, I don't know, but it is a really cool it's shirt. Awesome! Like, I almost bought it for this since, okay. I, since I knew I had the jacket. I almost bought it, but I I decided I looked out. It was like Thursday. I was like, it's not going to get here in time. Dang I do it. want it. Like it is. It cool. is a cool shirt. Like it yeah. looks like a band. It does. Yeah, I, and that's why I was like, what is that shirt? I looked it up. I'm like, what? Yeah. yeah. Excuse me, huh? It just might as well have like Nirvana. Um, yeah, like exactly. Over the top of it or something. <laughs> or, or it's like a. It's the the B sides of of Nevermind or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> do you guys remember the 3D Magic Eye photos? 
Yes, I do. And they were in every single doctor's office. I can't do them, man. You still can't do them? I can't do them. It takes I, me it takes me way too long. I went I went on like this reminded me of it. I, I used to have books of them and like you know, because this is in the era of like, what do we get, Mike? He's twelve. Uh, <laughs> I did. Like, I got yeah. Where's Waldo books. <laughs> yes, right. So they they give us, and I did finally. It took me forever, but I finally learned like the secret of finding them. And so I remember, I'm like, oh shit! I went online and went on Google. I'm like, show me some, and I could do it again, just like I. Yeah. You're supposed to just basically like they they're saying, just relax and sort of look through the photo and like relax your eyes if you need to get really close to it and then slowly pull your face away. But I could see them. Just go cross-eyed, bro. I could totally I can't, see them. I can't go cross-eyed. Uh-huh. This is me going cross-eyed. <laughs> yeah, that's not it. Yep. You're trying though. Those Felix Grays are keeping you from going oh, cross. Man, I need to work out. That's what I need to do. So uh, I had I had uh, two things. Um, Willem is uh, just standing there. Ethan. Ethan, Ethan Supley. Supley. Yep. And uh, number one, uh, I didn't realize this is where you guys got the name for Willa. That's awesome. <laughs> I, that, what a deep cut, bro. Same. Um, That's why I picked this yeah. movie, man. So Willem is though. He's just uh, he just got back from playing paintball. <laughs> Did you guys realize it? Like, he's just got stains all over him. Yeah, he sure does. Like, like he just got done eating burgers with Harry and Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He just he has just stains all over him. And all I could think of was like, it looks like he just got done playing like paintball. Yeah. And then he came to the mall with his sack lunch. It's like a military jacket too or something. Yeah. I think it says Marines on it or yeah. something. I can see that. It's just stains everywhere. I was I like, it was just this thing eating at me every time he was on screen. And I just wondered if you guys noticed it at all. Oh, yeah. That was just me being critical. Just greasy yeah. shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, now he's not like that anymore. No. no, which is crazy. I love Ethan Sutherland. He's great. This was his oh, yeah. first role. Was his it really? His first main main movie role. Wow. And then he went on to so much. Like I love everything. He's such a such a dynamic. Something about his his eyes and his face. It's just like he kind of commands the screen when yeah. he's on there. Like pay attention to me or I'm gonna beat your ass kind of a thing. Yeah, he's was his personality for a long time. He did Boy Meets World. That's where I knew him from mostly. And then Blow was yeah. like the movie. I was like, oh shit. Ethan Suppley's in this? Yeah. Remember yeah. the Titans. Oh, okay. Remember the yeah. Titans. He was in a, a ton. Um, uh, butterfly, butterfly Effect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, ton, tons yeah. of movies. I, he's, he's great, and I, I really like his just, this is his point in the movie, is just to make this joke <laughs> yeah. for the rest of the movie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. It's, and t- uh, I love him at the very end, you know, when they do the credit, <laughs> right? and it's just like, Willem eventually sees the sailboat. He's just like, <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> This thing is so funny. So we get Jay and Silent Bob. I love how the pet shop just says gerbils, gerbils, gerbils. gerbils. <laughs> like a fucking strip club or something. Because I feel like it's referencing the story from the beginning, too. Oh, sure. oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it probably is. The, the kittens and then just says gerbils, gerbils, gerbils. <laughs> it's it, it's automatic instant laugh for me. The minute, yeah. the minute that they're fine. Yeah. Like, I do remember thinking like that I didn't really like Jay and Silent Bob when I first watched it. I was just like, I don't get it. Like, why does he talk weird? You know? But then the older you get, the more you're just like, this is cool. This I, I don't know why it's just so funny to me the way the way he talks and he's like mo- mosh pitting against him. <laughs> yeah. The 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 subtle dick tap when he leaves yeah. and he right. walks away. <laughs> For TS. Never notice. He hits a bolt, doesn't yeah, he? And yeah. Or does he hit a bolt? <laughs> yeah. He just dick taps him. I'm like, I never noticed that. Before. It's so good. I, I love how Silent Bob is trying to do the Jedi mind yes. trick with these and quit that shit out. Quit that, that shit. Out. <laughs> <laughs> quit that shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> he just like skating around, just <laughs> <laughs> 
it's, sliding it's around. The guy you Show some be. love to the kittens, Silent Bob. Oh, yeah. So what he's doing now is the Adamantium Berserker attack when in, in Logan showing number thirteen <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Call me, Lo- yeah. What should I just call you, Logan? No, Wolverine. It's like, no, well, it's the same guy. But it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I love how they're ex- uh, describing the Superman scenario. It, like he can't get Lois Lane pregnant. Yeah, right. And um, he brings up uh, he he need a kryptonite kryptonite uh, condom, and that would be. That would kill him. That'd kill and him. I'm like, oh, Kryptonite Condom has a fucking punk band name. <laughs> oh, I want that so bad. Time out. There, you keep. I'm gonna. There's gotta be. There has- we just get further into. Yeah. I I love how they establish these characters, and I love them right away. And I like you're just watching characters hang out in a mall. It's true. Like this is why I say it takes me back to to Brody as the master of his domain, the mall. That's not. It's like the cookie cookie stand isn't isn't a part of the food court. It's like <laughs> yes, it is. It's 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 no, it's not. It's on the second floor. Everything has to be down there. Like on the first floor for the food court, everything else is a standalone eatery, like snacking eatery. You know, like stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. He's just defined his own rules, and he's just become the master of this place. Even though, like, for for him, you know, just for him, it doesn't matter for anybody else. It's really weird too that you can see this social place the social network yeah. really that it's like it is visible mm-hmm. whereas this is now facebook and instagram and everything you know right. you don't go to malls to see your friends to meet up with your friends you just message them on an instant messenger and it's just like you know as we say not a phone in sight but not like it's it, it was really magical kind of you know to go to the comic shop and see the the weird dude that was hanging out or something. It was a really you cool run into them and that's okay. Yeah. You know, inject malls into my veins. I've said it before. Uh, just, I don't know. It's a simpler time, man. And it, it's, I, it makes us sound like the old guys. Like, I remember when we used to go to malls and it's like, <laughs> it's going to be so hard for me to explain to Willa what a mall was. And yeah. I actually yeah. went there and she's like, I don't get it. Like, why would you go there and waste all that time? Why would you go there when you could just simply buy everything on their online stores? Correct. The internet is a mall. Yeah. So why would <laughs> I go to a, a physical place? Why do I want to go to the physical internet and deal with all of their BS? I don't know. It's going to be hard for me to explain to Willa and Harrison that, you know, Superman can't get Lois Lane pregnant or right. kill her. I know. <laughs> it's going to be really Dad, hard for me. Dad, is it true what Sean said? Like, <laughs> what did Sean tell you? God damn it. Oh, no. Son of a... <laughs> it could be anything. <laughs> hey, Willa, child is the thing at the end. No! <laughs> that's not what my dad said. <laughs> this the, the comic book, when he finally does go to the comic book store and there's, like, the line and they can't get in, it's an hour-long wait, that reminded me one million percent of a scene from trailer park boys oh something about something about that just those little interactions like hey fuck you fuck you too man like escalates quickly the camera moving back and forth and like everyone's shoving each other yeah it's like a it's like a mr Leahy ricky thing in trailer park boys and and randy popping in and like hey you gotta get out of here yeah i I don't know i can't i can't i wish i would have looked it up i was just thinking about it on my drive over here what came first I'm assuming this probably came first before Trailer Park Boys. I have to assume. So. Actually, and at this point, I, I don't even remember. I've seen everything from the series, but I don't know when it started. Yeah. But yeah, that that whole scene made me laugh because it just felt like this out of control, weird moment, uh, like Trailer Park Boys style. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. It kind of also reminds me of of another of another spot of Dazed and Confused, like the fight. That happens between Mike and uh, what what's his name? Well, Nikki Katz or whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of a similar vibe there, but because. I just I actually like the way that that stuff is shot because it's not perfect. 
You know, you have people's backs to you who are in the conversation, things like that. Normally that doesn't really happen. They change camera angles to, you know, make sure people are the people who are talking or a focal point and that kind of stuff. It's very hectic. Like you say, yeah. and I love that. It just, again, it just escalates so fast. <laughs> just like, he gets so mad about Stan it. Stan Lee signing comics. Stan Lee signing comics. <laughs> yeah, it's the Godfather. Get him, Steve, Dave, <laughs> yeah, Steve, Dave. <laughs> I mean, this is just, this is cringe now, and I don't really, I still feel like it would have been cringe back then, but I don't remember, you know, I didn't, I didn't realize what was going on this, the the 15 year old dating 30 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's obviously like, what the fuck now? But, but even back then it was like, wouldn't that have been a big deal? Why aren't people more mad about this? (laughs) Why, why can't she just be 18? Yeah, I don't know. What, what, what does this have to do with anything? This is just like, I just kind of went, what the? I just kind of, yeah. this is gross. Makes you feel weird. You're like, you're watching this unfold and like all these little things are coming to light and you're like, that's not normal. And, and you why are people it? talking about this being normal? Like it's normal. It seems like it's just there to like get Shannon at the end. Mm. You know, what that's I mean? the only reason that this is a thing. I guess we have to set this there up. There could have been anything else, though. <laughs> she said. She said, like she got an adva- advance from the publishers mm-hmm. and stuff, like a twenty thousand oh, dollars advance. Yeah, what? So like, they're into it. So now, how is this like not even weird prostitution? Yeah, child ring yeah, stuff. Keep, keep going. Keep, it's get, terrible. Get like thirty more guys for your book. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, make sure they're over twenty-seven. We'll pay you. We'll give to you do money. This. What? It's uh I don't like it. It's it's weird. Even calling her Trish the dish. Ugh. Like having a name for it too. It's just like that's a fifteen? Yeah. So was she fifteen? Why does Brody know her so well? I don't like that. Yeah. Either. Yeah. She just hangs out in the mall that much? I don't know. I think I, don't he, like I think guys. he does. You uh, see that well, you see she? that you see that Sam a, Goody behind him somewhere. though? Yeah, that's right. Sam, Sam Goody, Goody like oh, exploded my memories of just going to the mall. That was the number one store that you went into. Yeah. Not that you're necessarily walking away with stuff because it's pretty expensive, but that was where you went to just start like browsing through CD covers or vinyl covers and just be like, oh, what is this? Like I haven't even heard of this band before. It was pre-Spotify Apple Music way to like Find an interesting looking album cover mm-hmm. and go, I think I'll buy this. I remember it was Suncoast, which was like the movie store. Ah, you dude. Bought, you bought movies and they had like toys and stuff in there as well. And then if they didn't have whatever I was looking for, I went to Sam Goody. And they were like sister stores because I was in with the with the owner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, in here with comes that Sean guy. Yeah. Oh, God, here he comes. Here he comes. He's got his trench coat on. <laughs> <laughs> Anything could happen. <laughs> Is that trench coat? I think that's trench coat. I oh, think man. that's old trench. Oh, it's trench. You have dead alive? No. Mm. That's a shame. <laughs> Dang it. Why that's a damn shame. Why'd you tell him no, man? We could have figured something out. <laughs> Dang it. I'm not going to see him again this week. Did you also think that the the escalator thing? Did you think that was a, a male? Like they they show the pant legs, the kid sitting on the escalator, and he gets all worked up about it. It's like kept saying she, like the mom should know better. It's like it was clearly like a dude with pants on and like dress shoes. Oh, I don't know. Was it? Am I weird in thinking so. that? Yeah, maybe I that was. I thought it was more pants suit. They never show a face. They never do. They just show from like the knees down when I they're showing sworn. the kid going up the escalator. Well. Yeah, I don't know. And isn't that during the comic book thing when they're like, oh, my God, a kid got sucked up. Yeah. <laughs> you can, like, hear it in the background over the loudspeaker. Yes. 
I like those jokes, and and I love I love how he kind of ties those back around. Normally, I don't think if it wasn't Kevin Smith, he wouldn't make it such a big deal yeah. or like a character making it such a big deal. He says it three different times yes. during this conversation that they're having. Of like that kid is back on the escalator again and just freaking out about it. Like it's it. not even funny. No, it's it's not that funny about it. I don't I, I don't know. It's it's kind of silly. And then he brings it back around to tie yeah. tie it all in. Yeah, it's fun. All right. So Brody and TS try to reconcile with their respective former girlfriends. Renee is being schmoozed by the general manager of a mall men's store. Shannon. Brody manages to get Renee alone in the elevator and following a heated argument, they have sex, but Renee doesn't take him back. When Shannon finds out, he takes Brody into the back corridor of the mall and beats him up. What's up with that? Nice. So O'Banion's back. O'Banion. <laughs> He's basically playing the same character, just a more uh, sleazy, I guess. Right. Um, but he's... I guess he's good in this. You know, I, I like him as a bully. He was like reticent to take this movie because he's playing a bully again. Again. Coming off true. of Days Confused. And um, apparently when he went into audition for Kevin Smith, um, Kevin Smith had just read that him and Matt Damon had sold Goodwill Hunting for like $800,000. They had just done that? Just sold it. And uh, he he was asking Ben Affleck, he said, why are you coming in here, man? You, didn't you just sell a script for like a billion dollars, a whole bunch of money or whatever? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I just read in the trades that you just sold a huge script. And he's like, oh, well, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> he just, he <laughs> just heard about it from Kevin Smith. He's like, that's really fun. But he just no did the cell movie. phones, bro. Yeah. He yeah. hadn't got the paycheck yet from that, I don't think, obviously, because uh, uh, he hadn't heard about it. But then like, he did this movie because he said he just needed the money. But whatever. He seemed, like The interviews with him, he seems like he's down on every movie he ever does with Kevin Smith. Really, Ben yeah. Affleck? Really? And he's just like, yeah, this is just seeming like a dumb movie to get asses and seats, really? and then just kind of didn't do anything. You know, like it's it's kind of weird. He's kind of smug about it. Mm. Really? That's too bad. Me wrong. Well, yeah. I mean, like if if he owns a store called the Fashionable Mail, um, I'm assuming that <laughs> store is not going to last long. If that's what they're selling, <laughs> yeah. he looks like complete trash. Yeah, he looks in like that an suit. idiot. It's I wish I could have found garbage. like a, a Henley. Because him and T.S. are both wearing these, like, big, like, collared Henleys. Like, I don't know. they. The, and then he's got the suit jacket over it, and it's just massive, a massive yeah. suit. It, he's absolutely swimming in that suit. And I know that was the fashion, but I feel like they went even more over, overboard. I, I yeah. don't know. Maybe they didn't. I mean, that because that was sort of a thing. Yeah. yeah. But, my God, he looks like complete trash. He I, looks like he's in the talking heads, stop making sense, yeah. like huge-ass shoulder pads. I think it's uh, I think it's for – it's distracting during fights, as we see later on. <laughs> when he, like, swings, it's just – it's like Batman's cape, really, is what uh, it is. And he was Batman at one point, so that. maybe that's where it kind of got it. Did you, know? you see, did you see that in the intro credits uh, when they're doing the comic books, Ben Affleck's character is presented as Batman? Oh wow! In yeah, Buttman, 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 and then he went on to be Batman. Foreshadowing, saying look at that. Oh. Elevator I, sex. Have you guys done it? What do you think about it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, no, but um, <laughs> no, highly recommend it. Never really fun. Uh, really fun. You got to get it done real quick. Kind of thing. Got to. Got to. Yeah. yeah. You got to make sure it's really kind of like an abandoned mall, almost, or like an elevator in a bar that's weirdly in there. Seems like a. It seems like you don't want to do it then. Seems yeah. like it's always got to be in a place you don't well, want to do. Well, that's what's exciting about it. 
is that uh, uh-huh. you do want to do it, you but do it's like there's some there's some threat of maybe getting I see, figured I see. out. You want to you want to get down while you go up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Loving an elevator, <laughs> man. Except for uh, sweet emotions. Love emotion. the, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Except for do look like a lady. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to make mention of uh, the fashionable male, and then the other stores, popular girl. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have we talked about rug munchers. There's a, there's buy a, me toys. Yeah, buy me toys. <laughs> There's another one I saw that it says uh, "Burning Flesh Tanning Salon." <laughs> what the? Fuck? You're just like, I don't know why it's just so funny that I just like to think of them like sitting, like in a t- like uh, at a table somewhere, just think, thinking like, what should we call these stores? Well, who would shop at them? I don't know. Popular girls. All right, popular girl. <laughs> well, there's like guys who are trying to be fashionable, like you know, young males. Fashionable, fashionable male. male. Yep. That's Got like, it. That's good. What else? Good. What else you want? <laughs> Do you guys know how many movies uh, we've done that has Joey Lauren Adams in them? She's getting three? up there. She's getting up there. It's three. Uh, we've basically hit the peak of Joey Lauren Adams with, with our movies. Biodome, Mallrats, Days Confused. She was right all wow. in like a two year period. She was just the girl with the interesting voice. Yeah. That was sort of the love interest kind of, you know, like she's, she just, she's so, I love Joey Lauren Adams. I don't know why. Her presence is very, it's, it's so strong in the movies that she's in. Anytime she, she kind of takes over and it's the way that she talks and expresses yeah. herself. And when they give her decent dialogue and everything, it, it just elevates it. I like when she swears. What the fuck? Like the first three times you see her on camera, (laughs) she's getting beat, hit by something or beat up. Ah, what the (laughs) fuck? Yes. She's Uh, also got a thing for London Brothers, apparently. I know. She sure does. (laughs) Get it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's uh, ex-boyfriend of Jeremy London in this and current boyfriend of Jason London. Randall Pink Floyd, dude. Randall Floyd. (laughs) Um, I I do like the... uh, the plans of Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. So they get like, they will have to pull the pin from the stage and that's the whole thing pretty much. Um, I love the breakdown, like the blueprints, <laughs> you know, those are super cool. I think one, I think the uh, production manager uh, drew those up or something like that. I love all their foiled attempts and uh, the floors is great. Uh, I think he's based off of uh, the Sundance, um, Butch and Sundance kid movie with Robert Redford and uh, Paul Newman. Uh, great Western. Oh yeah, that is a Western. Fantastic. Oh good. Uh, we'll hand Luke. There's a there's a bad guy in that called the Floors, and he's got like the same kind of hat. And he's so Le, he's Lafours. Yeah. In this movie, was it Lafours? Lafours. Yes, that's right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He was also he was also the security guard in Running Man. Uh, you ready for what else he's been in? He's actually been in a lot of movies that uh, we've done. Is he really? He so, has. So his he? his name is Sven Ole Thorsen. He won Denmark's strongest man competition in 1983. So he was friends with Arnold. I don't even have to see him to to believe that. That yeah. name alone, Sven Sven Ole Thorsen. Thorsen. Gotcha. So you said you said he was the the cop in Running Man. Yeah. His name was Sven in that movie. Yeah. He was in T2. He was a mall security guard in T2, uncredited. He was a Russian officer in Predator. When the village that they that they come over upon, yes, yes, no uncredited, he was also a mercenary in Lethal Weapon. 
you see him multiple times in the movie, uh, especially on the beach scene where there's like the standoff and Lethal Weapon. He was in that. Oh my god! And probably his most famous role that we have not done, but we will do. Uh, Gladiator. He was Tigris, uh, the one that he fights in the final battle inside the Coliseum with the tigers everywhere. Yeah. Oh, the, shit. We were about to die. Salute you. And he pulls the mask down. That's him? That's him. Holy wow. hell. This guy's been in a ton of So movies. once we do Gladiator, will he be our most? He's, that would be one, two, three, four, five. That would be six movies that we've done. Wow. We actually we need to start having a chart now. We of, do. of how many wow. times an actor's been. We in got Rick to come in is up there. He's up there. John man. Candy's in there. Yeah, he yeah. might he might be our number one. <laughs> that's great. Un, unbeknownst to us, but but unknowns right. to but knowns to our stats. What a uh, stupid fucking hat, though. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I hate it so much. It doesn't make any sense. It's not practical. Come on, guys. <laughs> if he's gonna run with that hat on, it's getting it's lost in the it's gone in the wind. <laughs> Gone with the wind. Uh, I do have. Hit it! If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on. All right, I hope. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. It was a little tough for a punchable face in this one, uh, but I had to go with Roddy. Roddy is uh, Svenning's assistant with, yes. the, with, yes. the, with, the, with yes. the mic when he goes. Yep. He goes, yeah, <laughs> very well, very well, sir. Yes. <laughs> go do it. <laughs> go get, go get me Lafours. It's like Come right on. away, sir. <laughs> Go get it. <laughs> He's the one. He's the bunchable face. That or maybe suitor number three down the road when yeah. we get there. But I think it's Gil Roddy. Hicks. Gil Hicks. <laughs> Gil Hicks. Uh, I agree with you. That's, oh, man, that's a tough one. That's Scott Mosier. That's uh, uh, Kevin Smith's producing partner on Clerks in this. No shit. Uh, he was supposed to play uh, the role that Ethan uh, Suppley has. But, oh, uh, really? Ethan Suppley wanted that role. And so he's like, well, just play something else. Like, I don't care. So he was that guy. Wow. <laughs> Let me be most punchable face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. His stupid suit and the headset. Oh, gosh, <laughs> it's awful. Uh, anything else in this scene, boys? We did talk a little bit about the beat up, right? Uh, we haven't. Let's talk uh, about it. I mean, it. so like I say, um, I think uh, I think that suit is meant for flash and flare because he he beats up Brody uh, Ben Affleck does so the movement yeah, of it yeah the flowing and, of the and it suit like, fabrics it like falls off his shoulder and he's like he's, he's doing this move you know because <laughs> uh, he's really cool and I I, I hate <laughs> him because he's really cool because he's really cool I'm surprised nobody uh, I'm surprised we didn't talk about or nobody took uh, Brody's cup. Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> you fill us up with Coke, please, Pepsi, please. No ice. It's like it's a tiny little <laughs> cup. That Want he some? Want some? <laughs> yeah, that's so funny to me. But yeah, he 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 beats up Brody, and then uh, after he was already glowing from the uh, from the sense. elevator. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's pretty funny. It's like, what the hell happened to you? Why are know. you glowing? Why are you glowing? I'm not glowing. <laughs> I'm not glowing. <laughs> That's a great Affleck line there when he takes him there. He's like, I have no respect for people with no shopping agenda. <laughs> that's such a that's such a nerdy thing to say. But but as like you can, you know, as you become more of an adult, you're like, yeah, I mean, like, why are you here if you're not gonna buy anything? <laughs> yeah, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Dude, don't you have nothing to do? Like that's, you come here, you buy what you gotta buy, and then you leave. <laughs> you don't you don't you've got nothing better to do than just come here and do, do nothing. That was the beauty of it though. Like, yeah, that's yes, what you did. That's the point. We just took our skateboards and like just walked around. And then like when we were going to leave, we're like, well, we're going to skate through the entire mall <laughs> yeah. and then run from the security guards. Like yeah, that's it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so scene four. T.S. has a few conversations with Mr. Svenning to try and convince him that he's a decent enough person to be dating Brody. 
Brandy. This <laughs> is <says> Brody. <laughs> but Svenning is totally unconvinced. When Brody joins the conversation and stink palms him right before the mall cops show up to arrest Brody and TS, they are able to escape and go to the flea market for safety. There, they get the advice of a psychic who gives TS the information he needs to get Brandy back. The two return to the mall and reconnect with Jay and Silent Bob to enact a more elaborate plan of revenge. They enlist the help of Trisha to get back at Shannon. There's a cool one here that uh, is kind Dude. of underrated. Um, with uh, Michael Rooker uh, arguing with uh, one of the stagehands or something and, like, blasts his foot through the stage, yeah. gets up, and then T.S. is talking to him, and they get backstage. It's kind of cool. Like, it's a, it's a really effective thing. And uh, But you, this is kind of where you can see also Jeremy London's, like, not so great because he's, like, still on the floor. He's like, hey! Yeah. <laughs> He's like waiting for him to get Just up, kinda, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, get up. <laughs> <laughs> he, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. He just doesn't know what to do with his hands. Yeah. Like the whole movie. He doesn't know what to do with his hands ever. And, and it's, it's like it's awkward for him to be on, on camera without having a line. Or something, yeah. And it's oh, good call. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Like when he's when he when they're having the back and forth with Willem, even, and he's not really saying anything, but he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like it's it's just awkward. It's awkward feeling. Um, and then uh, I don't know. The, the only the biggest thing that stands out for me in this whole section is definitely the stink palming. I guess, yeah. dude. But, so. Like it, it got to me this time. Yeah, I hate it. I really, I remember as a kid, I'm like, yeah, whatever. But watching, it's just so genius. Like he, how he, he double, he like kind of doubles on his hand. He really tries to get it all, and then the melted like, and he's, it got, it got me, man. (laughs) He puts that pretzel. Spending puts that pretzel in his mouth like Ryan Reynolds does a retainer. Like it is is amazing. It's like he, the way he's eating those, and yeah, he just like smears it on. And when he's explaining it to, when he's explaining what a stink palm is to TS, and again, I think this has a lot to say about his delivery of this whole movie. Is well, you should stink palm him. What, the, what do you mean stink palm? He's mean? like, he's like, well, he's like, you basically you take your your hand, you stick it up down your pants, up your ass, and he's. He's like, no doubt you've been walking around, you're stressed out, no doubt you're all sweaty and stuff. And it's just casual for him. Yeah. He's just like it's kind of like, what do you mean you don't know what a stink palm is? Yeah, exactly. He it's like you're the weird one because you don't know. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, but again, it's uh it's this moment when TS already leaves, and then he's just standing there, he's like <laughs> 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 uh, he's so good. Uh, who, who as Rooker? Michael Rooker. Uh, did you did you read who the first choice was to play um, Svenning? Uh-uh. William Atherton, who was yes. yeah, and apparently he turned it down because he felt the film was um, was aimed at a teenage audience. But then, yet he did Biodome like. Right, like a year later, <laughs> yeah, two years later, yeah. which is even more aimed at He's it, the at redhead mullet. Yes, he, yes, he he couldn't he couldn't go from Ghostbusters and some other roles to this, but then he realized, well, I haven't done anything in a while. Let's do Biodome. I better do Biodome. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Apparently, my offers are getting to be like less and less. Like I don't know, interesting. Should have so. taken that role. Should have taken that mall. Three rep. podcasters 
in the future would be talking more about me. Yeah. Sorry, man. You wouldn't be in jail right That's now. That's right. <laughs> We've got two movies with Bill Atherton in it. Damn, dude. There you go. There was there was a moment here too though where, you know, it's funny to look back on these movies where you're you you you're supposed to be mad at at Svenning. You're supposed to be like, come on, Svenning, let him date your daughter. Like this is yeah, they're really in love. Come yeah. on. But then you get older and now I have a daughter and I'm like, no, this is 100% acceptable. Yeah. You're a piece of shit. You're not going to date my absolutely gorgeous daughter and dr- bring her down in life. Right. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, like now I'm like, yeah, what, what's wrong? I don't understand what's wrong with this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Yeah. Humanize the goons here. Spending, let's be real. Spending is actually just trying to do his job. Yes. He's, he's kind of hanging on for dear life. He's trying to hype himself up in the beginning. He's trying to prep for this big thing. This is <laughs> a big, right. this a big he, moment. That's what he was doing. <laughs> this is a big moment for this. Like I just thought he did that every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now he's like the the woman dropped out, so he has to have his daughter on. He doesn't want more that. so like he doesn't want to, her to be distracted by this goon, yeah. you know. Yeah, he's like he, he's. It's not that he wants to peddle his daughter; it's that he has to do this production, otherwise yeah. he'll lose his job. <laughs> so, like again, I don't think that spending is necessarily the bad guy. I think all like you're saying, Mike. All of these are warranted, uh, warranted. warranted thoughts and feelings. Why? Are, why are we not going to Florida now? It's like I have to help help on my dad. That's bullshit. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I wanted to go to the Jaws <laughs> ride. I had this whole thing planned. All I, these things are I put thing now. Planned. I thought we were going to Universal Studios. <laughs> oh. There's my arm. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to make sure this thing doesn't happen. And the, what the what the dad ever do to you? Like, yeah, he doesn't like you, but there's a reason there's for that. There's a reason. <laughs> Wait, so T.S. is the bad guy in all this. Yes. <laughs> T.S. is Dave Morgan, dude. T.S. is Dave Morgan. Dude, this is 100% true. All he's doing is just walking around like like wacky inflatable tube man and just, and trying to ruin shit. <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, this is really, come on, Brandy. I didn't realize you're such a, you know, I didn't realize you're such a daddy's girl. Dude, so T.S., <laughs> her parents hate T.S. Right. She... She is not, Brandy is not happy in this relationship. She sounds like they break up every couple weeks. I thought we weren't doing this breakup makeup stuff. She even says later on that she's like, have you ever been unhappy? Yeah, I've been unhappy. Like that answer should be, I'm always happy. He only thinks of himself Mm -hmm. clearly in all of this. He didn't care at all that he had a hand in killing someone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We kind of glossed over that, huh? He has killed someone. (laughs) This is all his fault. This yes. whole movie is his fault. Yes, yeah. is this whole thing's his fault. My God! Wow! Fuck this guy. I think <laughs> I'm glad we talked about this guy. Yeah. I'm going to be honest I with really you. I feel like we just went through a <laughs> session of therapy. I really, I really feel like we covered some ground here. This is great. I love a flea market vibe, dude. As, as oh, much wait. as I do, I mean, like you know, it's the it's the 30 year old mall now. Like, oh. Secondhand wallets. I, I love that sweet. shit. I love going to flea. Have you market. ever yes. been? Is, has there ever been one around here? Or I you, don't know if there's one like around here. Let's but, go to like McGregor. You know, yeah, yeah. It's it's where I usually went. There's there's a couple in like Des Moines. You know, like uh, that. Uh, if we're over there, then I'm like, I kind of want to go to this place, but then I feel weird because probably no one else wants to go. No, <laughs> yeah, dude, but, everybody wants to go. They just don't want to admit they want to go. See, 
And that's why T or, uh, um, Brody's so cool. Brody's like, no, I go here all the time. He even describes it perfectly. He says, goodbyes, great people, earthy aromas. Earthy aromas. <laughs> that is a perfect description yes. of a flea market. I love Genius. that. I love he also picks up a clerk's hat, puts yeah. it on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like at, at those tables, like you go to a store in a mall, like gerbils, 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 mm-hmm. whatever the pets are. What's in there? Pets. You go to a table at a flea market, it's like, it could be anything. It could be anything. It could, it could be, like be an old, everything. Like an old issue, like gun or something. Like, cool, I'm taking this like yeah. it's two dollars yeah it's two dollars uh will you take one yeah sure yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i don't care I think, get rid of it i think that's the i think that's the greatest part and the most under underrated part is bartering yes <laughs> it is so much fun uh, i don't know man could you take would you take four dollars i don't know it's listed at 450 will you just please <laughs> just pay it give me the 50 cents. no i need this 50 cents uh, i can't man that's why i'm here i only got four bucks well okay <laughs> all right then <laughs> there, there is a really cool Jay and Silent Bob moment too, where they're where they foil the arrest yes, and they're yes. running away. I never noticed how they run into the back alley around the mall and they're trapped, and they both look in the same direction. They go, they go right up side, like they both do it at the same time. Yeah. I had never noticed that before. It's just a subtle, just a subtle detail that didn't need to happen. They yeah. could have just ran into the alley and gone, "Oh no!" Yeah, but they they uh, 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 and then they moved cool. on. Yeah. What does he say? What the shit are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> shit are we gonna do? Everything with Jay and Silent Bob together, yes, is a cartoon. It is. It's just a cartoon, and I think that's that's kind of the beauty of it. Like like that part. That's exactly what cartoons would do. <clears throat> <laughs> and then he looks back around the corner. <laughs> like, it's just a cartoon, man. Yeah, I love how he speeds up to him as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he, he straight up hits a dude with a bat in the back of the head. Yeah. I know. That's like, assault, brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to a giant man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sven. Yeah. Uh, but some of the effects, you can tell it's just like reversed yeah. things, like when they go up the thing and like uh, the repel, repelling right, gun. Right. I don't know. Those are little things that I'm just like, eh, well, I'm over it. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. I don't like this. I'm over it. Already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to the sidekick. The sidekick. I mean, yeah. That's why you go, right? You want to get your future with. Yeah. That's why you go to that. This is your future. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> this is your future. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She's like doing a good job, kind of like reading these fortunes, yeah. probably just doing like the general thoughts of like, oh, two young guys come in here. What are they probably going to girl trouble, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like, oh, my God. It's like, oh, you have a third double. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's right there. Plain as day. <laughs> Staring you in the face. <laughs> well, what I thought was weird is I took it as as Brody had been there before. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. And that's the way he sells it, but mm-hmm. then he's like blown away by the third nipple thing. So he had never been there before. Maybe he had just heard about it or something. He was he's all been talk. to the flea market plenty of times. It yeah. sounds like. However, maybe he's just never been to the to the psychic. That's because he or, didn't know the money or anything like that. Yeah, he didn't know anything. Come on, pay her. Yeah, he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> She's really good in this role too. I yeah, mean, impressive, impressive rack. Yeah, uh, it's like it's a gorgeous setup. Tits. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's what they would call impressive. Yes, it's impressive. Is she a famous person? Do am I am I dumb here? Priscilla Barnes. Yeah, she's I, been in some movies. Uh, she was actually in The Devil's Rejects as okay. one of the victims in that. She's really good in that. I'm not really sure what else she has done though. But that name sounds super familiar. That's what I thought too. I was just I kept thinking about it, especially you know where she's at in the credits and all that good stuff. I'm just like I don't 
recognize her. She looks like she'd be like a James Bond girl at some point or yeah. another. I don't know. She's she, beautiful, and she like she and even from this to Devil's Reject, she like looked like she hasn't aged at all. She yeah. was um she was forty three in the, when that was filmed. I can't wow. believe it. Forty three, but they make her to seem a little older. I think. I think you're supposed to think she's maybe a little older. I don't know. <laughs> old, old for them. Yeah, <laughs> old I mean, twenty year olds. What, what, what are they? T- yeah, mid twenties. They're twenty, early twenties. Yeah, two, twenty three, probably. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Cool. Mm-hmm. Final scene. Brody and TS are able to sneak their way onto the game show as contestants where they compete for a date with Brandy. TS is able to win Brandy back with clever answers and the two reconcile on stage. Brody takes the microphone from the host and wins back Renee as Shannon is embarrassed and arrested. Oh my God. Do you think this movie started the idea of MTV singled out? <laughs> Cause I looked it up. This movie is 95 singled out started in late 1995. Dude. <sighs> I loved that show. Singled out. Um, we, <laughs> Jenny McCarthy. We were kind of talking about some of those old um, but that's like, that's dating the, games and stuff, too. You know, of I don't know when that, like you said it was 95. So 95 stuff to 98 was MTV Singled Out. <sighs> that was a show back in the 70s, though, too. Yeah. The, it was they, like they, Matchmaker or something. Yeah. I, and forget. They, I think that's kind of, they took that and modernized it for, yeah. the, for the young generation. You yeah. Know, Gen X. Yeah. That's, the TS says it right near the beginning. He's like, it's just, it's just, just a right. rip off of 90, trying to capture 90s, you know, teenagers with 70s nostalgia. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. It's like, <laughs> did. yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're, like, you nailed it. 100%. Smart yeah. move. It's always been like that. So, Stanley. Yeah. Let's talk about Stanley. Looks like a fucking pimp, man. That man is a pimp. His Good voice, Lord. Too. He's um so like he, I think he was friends with the casting director Don Phillips, mm. uh, or James Jackson, producer. And uh, in the script, it was just like and famous comic book writer. He was just going to make one up and get some random guy to play it. Uh, and he's like, well, yeah, it's based on Stan Lee. He's like, why don't you just get Stan Lee? He's like, what? Yeah, why don't you just we get, can Stan, get Lee? Stan Lee? I'll talk about I'll talk to Stan Lee and he'll he'd come on board. And so they did. That's and awesome. It's just like you know the. The Stan Lee, the maker of all, like basically what you think of when you think of comics. Yeah, I love you know? the uh, I love the punk guy in the comic book line, and he's he looks like he's really tough or something. And uh, Brody like goes after him for a second. <laughs> he's like, "Don't hit me, man! Don't hit me!" And you just see Stan is tattooed <laughs> yeah. on his head. He's got Stan just tattooed on his bald head. But yeah, Stan Stan Lee is he is great. And I one of one of the things that kind of bothered me was. Um, Brody didn't recognize him at first. Yeah. If he's such a yeah. massive comic book fan, like like that he actually but, is. But this is like pre-internet and stuff like that yeah. where you don't necessarily know what some people look like. Yeah. You know? He's true. not like a out in the the public type of a guy, really, right? Stanley. I, I don't mean, think so. That's a good point. I, I mean, guess yeah, he, all the Marvel movies weren't coming out yet. They weren't. Yeah, so. and, <laughs> that's like, Stanley. You can you can kind of maybe Kevin Smith thinks this and I, you know, whatever. But you can kind of credit this movie with like being the first Stanley cameo, yeah. Okay, when that, when that became a thing, you know, because he was all all up in those movies. Even Captain Marvel, I think he's his cameo is him reading the script for Mallrats. Cool, which is really is fun. that really? Yeah. I didn't I didn't know that. God, that's amazing. <laughs> I think it's my favorite part of the movie is Brody's interaction with Gil Hicks, contestant number three. I think that's the funniest part of this movie. It was also kind of funny too that I noticed this time around um, when they asked Gil Hicks, suitor number three, what what the first date would be like. He describes what um, 
what uh, Shannon was already had already done for Renee. Did you realize that mm. Renee yes. Renee already yes. tell, Renee goes? We've already done this all on our first day. Yeah. And Gil Hex says, "I I take you shopping to stores you want to shop." Oh in. yeah. And then we do a little lunch, probably at the Cheese House, <laughs> followed by house. some golfing. That night, late at night, we'd go to an opera, and you know, like those yeah. are the same things that, we that, that Shannon did. And then Brody is calling him out for being like, "That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard." And, like in front of Renee, <laughs> stupidest answer I've ever heard. <laughs> Just so mad. It's that, so good. He's just such an angry person. <laughs> like, and I just love it. He, how, how he just wears it on his sleeve like that. He's just screaming at people in their face. They're, the crowd's laughing so hard. And they just love it. They're just eating it up. And, and all of his stuff, all of Gil's answers, he, he, so he is up there for punchable face, but I think it's just most punchable answers because <laughs> um, i probably take you back home, yeah. probably go out on the beach and slow dance all night till the sun came up. It's like, go out there and make some whoopee. <laughs> what the hell's whoopee? <laughs> hell's, you mean like fucking? <laughs> Dude, I love, I, I forget who it is, but you can see Jay backstage and someone comes up to him. He's like, are you seeing this shit, man? This is fucked up. <laughs> this is fucked up. No, and he, t- he turns yeah. around with a punch. Like yeah. You were saying. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favorite deliveries ever. This is what fucked a, up. Again, one of my favorite lines is from Jason Muse. And it's like when he, when he drops down and he sees the other two contestants, and he's like, man, if I were you guys, I'd be shitting my pants right now. <laughs> you kidding? He's yeah. like, he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, of course, man. What if you fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. What do you suggest, man? Snoochy bitch. And he like feels it out of his hair. Snoochy <laughs> bitch. Of course, man. What if you fuck up? <laughs> Did did you did you guys catch up, Sean? You might know a little more about this. The theory of um, clerks and mall rats happening within a couple of days of each other. Yes. Do you, so well, one of the cool things that got into that, if you know more about it, was that so Brian O'Halloran is is Gil Hicks is contestant number three, who obviously plays Dante Hicks. Dante. That they're trying to say that basically they were brothers. I think there's cousins. Our cousins are yeah. brothers or something like that, which is brilliant yeah. to put him in the movie but give him a different name. Mm-hmm. But what did they say? So it all ties in with what the Julie Dwyer, the girl who died of the embolism swimming laps. This incident is referenced in Clerks uh, by Dante and Randall. They 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 went to Julie's wake. The girl that died in this that that TS basically yeah. killed the, in Clerks, they go to her wake. Really? So they're, oh, wow. they're saying that basically, um, Mallrats happened first, where she just died, and then Clerks happened just right after, where they were going to the wake of mm. Julie. They call it. They call it like the. It's uh, Kevin Smith's like view askew. View askew. Yeah. World. Universe. Universe. Yes. Universe. Yes. A universe. Yes. It's really cool and like. If you if you have that foresight as a filmmaker, where you have like he's just, just he has his entire world, you know he's got his uh, what's it movie the uh, oh yeah the cow thing or yeah the, like yeah. that restaurant or whatever right. that's in James and Bob and uh, Clerks too definitely mm-hmm. um, he's got this whole thing and if you got that kind of vibe just keep going for it because it's like you have your audience forever now yeah you know and, and everyone's gonna show up to see and I haven't seen Clerks three yet but I hear it's fucking great yeah. and so yeah it's really cool. Kevin Smith is a comic book guy. He's creating his own comic book universe 
that is that he can create all his characters in just like anything else that's popular now with Marvel Cinematic Universe and DC and all this stuff. Yeah, you could but say he, he did it before them. He did it before them yeah. with his own characters. It's pretty awesome. Uh, last thing I got, did did you re- realize the reference of the sex tape from Shannon, from Ben Affleck's character? He mm. says, he says, call me Joey, call me Donnie. Please don't go, girl. It's, he says, who's, who's, your fav- who's your favorite new kid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never realized that, but he's like, it's all new kids on the block reference. Yeah. Like, Please don't Joey. go, girls, and new kids on the block song. <laughs> yeah. Joey and Donnie were members of new kids on the block. <laughs> it's so grossly weird. I it's love disgusting. it. It's disgusting. I hate it so much. To add to TS being a dickhead, she's like, uh, you're here ruining my, my father's new show, airing all of our business on stage. Yeah, I'd be fucking pissed too. Yeah, this all makes very, it's... Like, think, you're embarrassing me and my father, who's sick of the shits, and, like, yeah, this is horrible. What are you doing? Yeah. And what does he actually do to get her back? How Just does, say that he loves her, I guess? Yeah. No, he, he, he asks if you'll marry me. Yeah. There's no, like, hey, I'm really sorry for everything. I really do truly love you. It's just like, yeah, why don't you stop being a bitch and listening to your dad? Yeah. Yeah. Marry me. <laughs> yeah. She's like, okay. okay. Yeah, what good. No, she's like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't I don't know why I don't like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It's a weird <laughs> It's a weird delivery. It kind of is. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, so so now you're now you're a homophobe. It's like you're talking to gay. <laughs> no, I love gay people. So oh, wait, yo, oh okay. It's like, no, no, that's not what I no, meant. No, not like that. <laughs> it is his back and forth that just kind of keeps us going along, and it distracts you from how big of a piece of shit TS yeah, really is. Really, yeah. Thanks, and, Brody. Uh, yeah, thank you to thank you, Brody. And uh, yeah, I don't know how they live happily ever after. But no, they don't make it another. Place. They don't make it another. They don't even make it to the altar. No, <laughs> Well, they did. They did. They made no, it. No, no, <laughs> no. It didn't happen. This didn't. Clearly, this didn't happen. He said that eventually. Willem sees the sailboat. You know, like it's still they're they're like predicting the future. It hasn't uh, happened yet. Brody d- takes over on the Tonight Show. I do like this. The you know like the what the characters yes. like you know like Days Confused and so Fast good. Times like what they went on to do. You know, I it's one of my favorite things in movies. You, I, I love it when this stuff happens. For some reason, Brody becoming that like <laughs> popping out in that obnoxious suit and like the hair. It just made me very mad for that character. <laughs> I I was like, I don't know why. That doesn't seem like the right fit for like what this should have been. He should have been like a game show host or something yeah. like that. But I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Well, anything else you guys want to talk about on this? That's it for me. We have stripped it. away the nostalgia. We have talked about this movie with a modern eye. Taking the rose-colored glasses off. We got to give it a modern-day rating. AJ, let's start with you. What do you think about this movie? There's there. I Okay, I love Kevin Smith. I think he's done some amazing things. I thought Brody was a super cool person, and, and then I realized, now looking back on my life, I dressed like him and wanted to be say smart things like he sounded and be the master of the do, your, your own domain. That all being said, there's some humor in here that's really crude, some jokes that just aren't jokes anymore and um some were uh, like a, a pretty a pretty liberal use of um some some not great words um so that all being said i still i i, I stripped I'll, I'll take that away and say i think it could have been okay without that i think that there's some i think it's a little bit 
discombobulated as far as a movie goes, especially for Kevin Smith. I think he's great, and I don't think this is his best show, to be completely honest, of what he can do. So that being said, I think I'm going to give Mallrats a 5, a 4.9. Oh, my God. Sean, what about you? Can you tell me when I gave Wedding Singer? Oh, do you want to know? Yeah. Do you want to know? Do you really want to really know? I really want to know. That was pretty far back in Wedding our deal. Singer. Okay, Wedding Singer... You gave Wedding Singer a seven point five. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I um, for some reason, man, I love this movie, and I love the vibe of it. I love that it takes place in a in a um, mall. Uh, I love the characters. I love just like it's it's almost a hangout movie for me. It's a movie for me that I would put on at night if I was like single again and like just in my own apartment. Do I put on and fall asleep too? You know. Um, just a comfort kind of thing. And I, I'll, I will definitely revisit this more and more times because I love it so much. Um, I think it's my favorite Kevin Smith movie. Cool. Um, his comedies, I guess. I love Red State. If you guys haven't seen Red State, go watch that. What was my nostalgic? Do you have that? Nostalgic, you gave it a 6.5. I'm staying right there. He's staying 6.5 on this. For me, um, I agree with everything you guys said. Like, uh, it, it's it was great when it came out. Kev, it's no deniable what what Kevin Smith has done and, and what he's created, and and he's created such a fun, just fun environment and niche and and universe. And but but ultimately, like it's not the best movie of the '90s that has to offer. It's great. There's awesome parts. They could have done better on some actors. Um, this to me is the definition of a seven. Like this, this movie is a seven. It is, it is great, and I will rewatch it. But it is in no way, shape, or form getting into seven point one. Okay, you know, like it doesn't deserve a six point nine. It's a great movie. It's just a seven. So I'm going to give it a seven. Fair enough. Uh, gotcha. Executive producer Starling says, when thinking about this movie today, I couldn't remember much. I honestly forgot the entire cast min minus Shannon Doherty, but remembered there was an inappropriately aged girl doing sexual research. And one of my favorite usable lines to this day, you dumb bastard, it's not a schooner, it's a sailboat. Yeah. <laughs> With a modern day eye, I can see criticisms and acclaim I didn't have almost 30 years ago. For starters, Jason Lee is by far the best actor in this movie. Movie. He's extremely funny, which I did know, but I didn't recall him being such a handsome guy who could really act. He outshined Ben Affleck, and now I can't help but wonder if he had hit the gym, could he have had Ryan Reynolds' career? Good, hey, good oh, thought wow. there. I love movies that take place in one day. The most boring scenes by far are the opening scenes. However, once they get to the mall, it's extremely fast-paced. Each scene lasts for just a few minutes before moving on to the next, kind of like when you go to the mall. That's a great That's a mm. great thing. Mm. When I finished, I was wondering how you guys were even going to review this movie. It's so fast. The moment Jay and Silent Bob were introduced and Jay was dancing in the pretend mosh pit, I honestly laughed out loud. Practically every scene with them just brought out laughter, and I remembered why I loved this movie so much. My prop would be the schematic that Silent Bob had drawn up and when I punched the shit out of contestant number three's face. Good, good call. <laughs> My criticisms are that there are scenes where I could see they just said action and Jeremy London just runs in as if he was just out of the line of sight <laughs> and stepped into the scene. Yep. The elevator scene makes absolutely no sense. Renee looks like she's talking to herself and fidgeting to give T.S. and Shannon time to talk. That's very true. If you look at the elevator scene when Renee and Brody are finished, Renee looks like she's walking down a hallway, not an elevator, which is very... 
very true. <laughs> I tried to avoid judging movies and don't mind saying it was a different time, but the Trisha storyline of a 15-year-old sexual anthropologist, I thought that was weird then, and I found it extremely weird now. She served as a character MacGuffin whose only purpose was to see Shannon get arrested. Mm. It's very true. The story did not need to have him be arrested. If they wanted to arrest him, they should have just arrested him for wearing a suit three times too big with pajama pants and a Henley shirt. That's not even 90s fashion, I remember. Rating this movie today is tough. Its pace reminds me of Scott Pilgrim, and it feels like a precursor to Superbad if Jason Lee had an equal acting partner. Mm. That's kind of cool. I feel like I'm supposed to grade this harshly, but I cannot pretend that I didn't thoroughly enjoy it. With that, I'm going to give it a seven. To me, seven is a movie I would watch again easily if if I see it was on or available, but not necessarily go out of my way to look for it. So a seven from Starling, that's going to take us to a 6.35 as a group rating. That's going to take us down to, oh, yeah, that's going to take us to number 71 on the list, we've getting towards the bottom half. Damn. That is just below the legend of Billy Jean, just above Bloodsport. Okay. That's, yeah. that's where she okay. that's where she's that's landing. Where it's, where it's going. That's where she's mm. landing. Do you think it should be a little higher than that? I think Sean? it should be a little higher. Well, that's AJ's fault then. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we've ruined some of his movies before. <laughs> yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. You have. <laughs> Bloodsport. <laughs> I, 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 I can be it could be higher for me too well we hope you enjoy this episode everybody thanks for being here tune in next week for our patreon's choice they had some mafia movies to choose from and they chose goodfellas mm, you chose right it's gonna get crazy then we got our a our monthly bonus episode we're gonna hit that mini bite up we're gonna hit south park there's a lot to dive into there and then following that up with the better London brother out cold. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> it's going to happen. Hell yeah. And if you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year, the matrix got to, okay, listen up right oh. now. <laughs> go listen to that episode. That, that was is, a fun one. That is a top episode for me. <laughs> I, I think that's one of our top. That's episodes. where the, the, where we realized that the, 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 the kid on the ship, that yes. he was also the one he at some point, the but they called him the little one, the little one, <laughs> the little one behind you. No. <laughs> No, seriously, he's the little one is what we called him. Oh, Morpheus made some big mistakes. He that. really did. And don't forget, we have a voicemail. Call us at 319-804-9596. Leave us some feedback like today's caller. Hey, this is Alexandra Hemingway calling from San Diego. Just want to say how much I love the show. Uh, I've listened to everything you guys have put out. Um, my son the other day was playing, and I just heard... The tomato meter come from inside his fork. So Uh-oh. needless to say, we're big fans. Nice. <laughs> anyway, I was just re-listening to the Santa Claus, and I have to say, I completely agree. Charlie is the worst, <laughs> but also the actor's not great. My friend met him in college at a party, and all he could do was talk about being in the Santa Claus. Oh, wow. <laughs> anyway, just wanted to thank you for doing what you do, and... Damn, dang it. I just love you guys. Have a good one. Bye. Alexandra, thank you for calling. Love that is too. a Damn, fantastic story. <laughs> it's great. Thank you so much for that. I expected nothing less than what you nope. just told me. Yep. Yep. It just kind of cements the fact that Charlie is a big old piece of dung. Yeah. If you if you go and watch the uh, most recent installment of Santa Claus, it was like a mini series that they did. Charlie is in that for at least one episode. Still off. <laughs> <laughs> and glad to hear that you're raising your son to be a better human than him. By, yes, absolutely. By absolutely. screaming the tomato meter from his fort. <laughs> you bet. 
You bet. So, hey, thank you so much, Alex. Al- I'm sorry, Alex Ham- Hemingway. And guys, thank you for listening. We are going to get out of here. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Make sure you find us on social media at Confused Breakfast, just about anywhere. Just search for Confused Breakfast on that social media. And for God's sake, leave us a review. Five stars anywhere you can. And uh, write us a review because we love reading them. Yeah. Go to uh, confusedbreakfast.com and uh, look at our merch. You can get some shirts. Speaking of damn dang it, you can get some damn dang it shirts. Get some stuff with our logo on it, some koozies, uh, some coffee mugs. I don't know, sweatshirts and stuff on there. Mouse go our, pads. Go to our same damn website, uh, confusedbreakfast.com, and look at our ratings and see where this landed on uh, on there and see where else your other favorite movies have landed for us as well. You can get patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast if you want to be a part of some of these movie votes. There's tons of awesome bonus perks for you there. 90-something hours of audio. We did our year-end year in year reviews for a few things for movies, music, and stuff like that. So go check it out. This show is produced by LAS Media group here in cedar rapids iowa we got agro craig agro craig agro meaning aggressive craig meaning rock on the controls today yeah uh, he is our rock <laughs> he is our rock check them out if you want more information at lasmediagroup.com that's gonna be it for us goodbye snoochie boochies <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty good movie <laughs>